This is the Savvy Philanthropist Podcast. My name's Kirk. We are a financial planning podcast for people who want to do philanthropy well. Whether you're a donor trying to do some good in the world, or you're a development officer trying to connect resources with the people who need them, this podcast is all about how to navigate our U.S. legal and financial system in order to make the greatest philanthropic impact you can. This is episode 26, Real Estate Number 1, When It Makes Sense. Some of the most significant charitable gifts in history have been gifts of real estate. My favorite example is about a man named Lawrence Rockefeller. You know, one of those Rockefellers? He was an avid conservationist back in the day, and among other projects, he acquired a whole bunch of land on the Caribbean island of St. John, one of the U.S. Virgin Islands. From what I've read, he bought all the land specifically so that he could preserve it in its natural state. In fact, he liked the idea so much that he eventually made the project permanent. Starting in 1954, he began gifting his island properties to the U.S. federal government. And in 1956, the feds used the land to establish the U.S. Virgin Islands National Park. That park continued to grow over time, and today, more than half of the island of St. John is actually part of the national park. You can drop by any time. I've always loved that story. But most donors and charities don't spend much time with contributions of Caribbean islands. The gifts we work with tend to be a bit more mundane, but they can be tremendously impactful. To think about gifts of real estate... I want to describe a situation I had the chance to work with several years ago. A major donor offered to donate a large tract of land to a local university where I used to work. The land was mostly agricultural, but it also included a house. The property was actually the farm where the donor had grown up. The donor was happy to make the gift, but he had one stipulation. He wanted the university to retain the land in perpetuity as an archaeological site for Native American artifacts. Basically, the donor had found arrowheads on the property when he was growing up, and he was convinced that further research would find a significant Native American presence there. This scenario provides us with a good opportunity to think through the analysis of when a present gift of real estate makes sense. There are two sides to that coin. First, the gift has to make sense for the donor. Second, the gift has to make sense for the charity. Number one, when does making a gift of real estate make sense for the donor? Well, as a tax matter, real estate is treated pretty much like any other non-cash asset. It makes sense for the donor to give the land in kind, rather than selling it and giving the cash, when the value of the land has risen far in excess of the price the donor originally paid for it. In other words, the land is a highly appreciated asset. Hopefully, this sounds a little familiar to you. If the land is highly appreciated, the donor can give the land directly to the charity and avoid paying any capital gains tax on the increased value. Sort of like a stock, just with a bit more paperwork. On the other hand, a gift of real estate also has to make sense for the charity, though. This means that the donor and the charity have to be in agreement as to what the charity is going to do with the land. In 90% of the cases, the charity will just want to sell the land as soon as it has title. Obviously, there are exceptions to that general rule. Maybe the charity is actually looking for physical space to build or expand. Or maybe the land is being donated specifically to preserve it as a nature area, as in the Virgin Islands. But outside of that, charities generally want to sell the land and use the proceeds in support of their mission. It's important that the charity and the donor have discussed this issue and are in agreement. If they are, then the gift probably makes sense for the charity. So how did those issues play out in the example up above? Well, the gift certainly made tax sense for the donor. The donor had owned the land for decades, and its value had exploded over that time. Gifting the land would have wiped out a mountain of capital gains. However, the gift, with the donor's stipulation in mind, didn't actually make sense for the university. This particular institution did not have any sort of serious Native American history or archaeology program, and it certainly did not have a budget for maintaining an aging building on a rural piece of land far from campus. 
Fortunately, the donor and the charity had a frank discussion about these issues, and both parties ultimately agreed that the gift didn't make sense. So the donor withdrew the offer. If the university had accepted the gift and then tried to weasel out of the maintenance, the situation could have turned out very badly. Instead, there was no harm, no foul, and the donor remained very engaged with the university. There's only one other piece of the puzzle that will determine if a present gift of real estate makes sense, and that's a realistic market for the property. In the common case where the charity wants to sell the land, there needs to be an established real estate market for the kind of property being donated. This is sometimes an issue if the property is in an out-of-the-way place, or if it's a very idiosyncratic type of property. Again, these issues just need to be discussed with the donor so that the gift makes sense for both parties. But if those two or three criteria are met, then a gift of real estate can be a great tool for supporting charitable work while also navigating the tax code effectively. If you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to click subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. If you know other people who might find this podcast worthwhile, please share it on your social media platform of choice. And if you're feeling particularly generous, a rating or review for the show on whatever podcast service you use would really help to get the word out about the show. You can find The Savvy Philanthropist on the internet at thesavvyphilanthropist.net. You can find me on LinkedIn at the link below in the show notes. And you can follow me on Twitter, where I am at RossPlan. Lastly, if you have any ideas, suggestions, or helpful insights, feel free to email me at thesavvyphilanthropist at gmail.com. That's it for episode 26. Thanks for listening. Next week, episode number two in this series will discuss a couple of potential problems that might kill an otherwise attractive real estate gift. Until then, remember, do well, then do good, but always be savvy.